Hello, hello, hello. This is Pastor Jay of Walk Truth Radio Network. Normally giving you an encouraging word, but if you look at the title, please tell me. I'm going to do this from time to time because I always have these questions. Please tell me. So to please tell me today's topic is, please tell me why everyone is getting on Joel Osteen about receiving the millions of dollars, I think some $4 million or something like that, for PPE, for his employees, for his staff members, for the people who actually he employed at his church, and saying stupid stuff like, he should have been giving the money to the poor, he shouldn't have did that, uh, there's better things you can do with the money. Now, let me, let me, let me get this straight, this is our problem, we always catch, catch him but we never pitch it, meaning that we don't have any forethought. We don't have any circumspective way of looking at things. We look at things through our emotions and through our feelings, and it always leads us into complete stupidity. Let me let me explain how. Joel Osteen has one of the largest, most financially successful churches in the United States. Period. Joel Osteen's church is organizational empire therefore it is a business period there are some people who work in his church in that ministry who are gainfully employed and feed their families through that church period so therefore Joel Osteen's church is a twofold thing it is a business it is a ministry it's an entrepreneurial endeavor which employs people now that PPE money was given to businesses and to churches and to organizations to keep the people that were working, working. Now, by my understanding of things, maybe I'm wrong, please tell me. If he would have took the money and did anything else with it, it would have been illegal. It would have been illegal. So he kept his, his employees working. Now, for those pastors who are upset because they didn't get the money, well, Joel Osteen has more influence than you. Let's just be honest, period. And if you could, you would, period. Now, but what you're saying is you would have took the money that was supposed to keep your employees working and gave it to the poor. That means you would have been breaking the law, period. Maybe that's why you didn't get it. Just because you have good intentions, you can't go against the law of the land. If that money is allocated to do one thing and you do something else, that may be called fraud and you will end up in the federal penitentiary. Trust me. So what is the big hubbub about? No, I'm not a big Joel Osteen fan at all with his preaching. But man, we need to quit being super saints and lighten up and understand that there's a purpose for everything. And everything has a purpose. And we need to quit being so emotional and mentally deficient in our thinking that we're always thinking with the bottom half of our brain that we sit on versus the top half. Maybe the oxygen is not going all the way up. Maybe the blood is not flowing. But why get upset with him? From where I'm from and some of you from, that's called being a hater. Again, I am not a Joel Osteen's fan by a long shot. But what he did was by the law and by the books. It's the same thing with President Trump. It's the same thing with, with, with Joe Biden. All of that is just so ridiculous. And saints of God and people get lost because they think it with their emotions. Let me give you another. Please tell me. Why is everybody so amazed about 
this Hunter Biden thing. I, I get why, but let me tell you why you should be concerned. The reason why you should be concerned is not so much of what Hunter did. It's really not so much of what Joe Biden did. Because if you think about it, if you follow politics of any kind, most politicians who've been in office a long time, they may drift out of politics, but they're always on the scene, peddling their access and their influence. Do you really think they just disappear and go off into la-la land? No, don't you think that Jimmy Carter can pick up the phone and call President Trump right now if he wanted to? Don't you think if Barack Obama really wanted to get in touch with, with Donald Trump, he could right now and vice versa all throughout time? They go in office and they retire from office. But the key is not that. It's the unwritten rule is when you leave office, matter of fact, for senators, when you un leave office, there's a period of gestation time to which you cannot work for anyone else and peddle your influence because it becomes a conflict of interest because they are hiring you based upon what you know. Can you imagine sitting on the intelligence commi committee or the defense committee or the cyber protection committee and you have all this knowledge and you retire, the knowledge is still there. Maybe the passcodes have changed, but you know how I have to get access and influence to the people who came behind you because you briefed them. So they have an open ear to you. So that's why this thing with the congressman is so dangerous that he was actually uh, coverting with a Chinese spy. Now let's get back to Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. When Joe Biden left office, he was peddling his influence. That's what they do. The problem is he came back. And this is not about the election, so don't go there with me, okay? He came back. He broke the rule. Maybe the law. But Hunter was doing what he was told to do for his father and his family. And Hunter shouldn't be to blame because that's the kind of guy he is. Making deals. And he uses the Biden name. That's what it's for. But the problem is, like Barack Obama said, Joe, you don't have to do this. And I think that was a cold word. It's my opinion. For you don't have to go back in office because you understand they are going to look at you and what your family has been doing. And if it's anything that has hair on it, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you. So we'll see how this plays out. But you got to think further than your nose. You got to think when you make a decision that it will have ramifications down the road. I know some of you are concerned about the, the vaccine. And if you think about who scared you about the vaccine, there was a group of people, let's be honest, called the Democrats, that said that it was Trump's vaccine. But let me think, Pfizer's a privately owned company in Germany, and they came out with the vaccine, and now that the Democrats are in office, the vaccine is okay? So what, on election night, it jumped into becoming a good vaccine? See, you got tricked again got tricked again. I'm not talking about who you voted for. I'm just saying now they're running around saying, oh, we'll take it on TV. We'll take it in front of everybody. But we wouldn't take it if the other man got elected. But it's the same vaccine. You see how you get caught up? You see how your mind can be led astray by all the hoopla? Just think it out. The vaccine is a Pfizer vaccine, a private company. I hope you bought stock in it because I did. And they're going to make millions and billions of dollars. 
and they scared you and where you could have been making millions and billions of dollars and still make the decision whether you're going to take the vaccine or not. That's between you and God and yourself and your family. You have to think about this. Now they want you to take it because they've scared so many people that now the vaccine is here. There is a large number of people based upon what they said that refused to take it. And now they want to go on TV and all roll up their sleeves. And my question to you is, since you were so afraid, how do you know? How do you know? These are the things we need to think about. These are things we need to come to grips with. I mean, we need to quit being so immature on stuff. Always emotional. Always demonizing the other side. My brothers and sisters, African-Americans, black, whatever we want to call ourselves today, I am so tired of us demonizing us because there's a few of us that don't think like the rest of us. That's why we're always losing. That's why we're always last. That's why we're always in odds because we're more at odds with each other than we are unified. And that's why we always have to talk about unity because we're not unified. Is there room enough for the Black Lives Matter, for this movement, for that movement, and all the other movements that have come down through the time and the opposite of those movements and their uh, critique of them? Isn't that okay? But no, we demonize when somebody is in the Republican Party. We demonize when somebody's in the Democratic Party. We demonize somebody when they're a Muslim. We demonize somebody when they're a Christian. We demonize somebody who believes in God. We demonize somebody who doesn't believe in God. And yet they're still your brother and sister. They look like you. They come from the same womb you come from. Can't we have difference of opinions and dialogue together to come up with a solution that will truly help all of us and just stay out of one segment of us? Because I believe in the Bible, it doesn't make me any better than you. Because you believe in the Quran, it doesn't make me any better than you. Because you believe in homosexuality and all the rights that need to be afforded to them, that doesn't make you better or worse. We are a diverse group of people and we need to embrace our diversity, even though we may not agree. But we don't need to demonize each other. Because the enemy truly is the division that causes it. A house divided cannot stand. That's in the scripture. A house that's built on sand will be blown away by the storms. Now you think about it. You're tossed to and fro by every new thing that comes along and you're blown away by some storms. You gotta grow up. Please tell me why we still talk about this election. As of the other day, it is a done deal. And I get what the opposite side is doing. That's what they're supposed to do. Don't you think that they, they love the fact? Let me tell you something. I'm going tell you a secret. The conservatives love the fact in one way. The pundits, the, the people who talk about this every day, who get paid good money to sit there and play with your minds. Don't you think they love the fact that the opposite side is in office? That gives them something to talk about for the next four years. It's more fun to talk about and criticize and demonize and to talk down and, and, and look at and examine and, and speculate on the other side than really is to cheer on your side. There's no fun in cheering on your side. There's no sensationalism in cheering on your side. Donald Trump made it interesting for them because even they didn't believe in him, so they got to cheer him and talk about him and still get across what they wanted to get across. But, you know, you have to think about these things. 
Pardon my dog in the background. But you have to understand this. You got to grow up. So now, the election that's going to happen in Georgia will go one way or the other, and the other side will act mad but be happy because now, for the next four years, if the Democrats win the House and the Senate and the presidency, the Republicans are going to talk about them and enjoy every moment. And if it's a split house, both of them will talk about each other. But you know what? My advice to President-elect Joe Biden, I'm praying for you, and I want you to do this. Quit talking about Donald Trump. He'll talk about himself enough. Get on with governing the country. Election is over. Give him credit for what he's done. And have you noticed this? They never give each other credit for what they've done. They never do. Give the man some credit. He said that we would have this vaccine out by now, and he did it. He did it. Now give the man some credit. You know, and again, I'm not one fan or another fan. I'm a God's fan. But I understand I have to live in this world. I want you to make better decisions based upon information that you have researched, not stuff that you just hear over talking heads. They know that you affect them. Social media affects the way you think. They know this. That's why they let some people be heard and let some people be not. They figured out something after the fact. Social media and CNN got Donald Trump elected. Donald Trump used social media like a genius. Whoever taught him or did he come up that with his own was genius. And they figured out if we put him in, we'll take him out. And that's okay. I mean, that's part of the game. You I mean you want to play, you got to play. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. You live by social media, you die by social media. But you, the thinking people, the people who are not so monolithic in their thinking, not just so narrow-minded in their thinking, be broad-minded so you can really think about things in many different ways. And you'll find yourself living at peace with a whole bunch of things and a whole bunch of people and allowing God to be God. That's the way I look at things. Yes, I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to sit still. I'm going to walk in faith and not by sight. I'm going to do the things that God has called me to do. But I'm not going to sit back and allow the talking heads to talk into my head to the point that I'm not going to critique them no matter what color you are, no matter what religion you are, no matter how, how much you may think I need you. I am going to critique what you say because I am not a follower like that. Who gives you the right to play with our minds? And some of you are so lazy in your thinking, you can't think beyond your nose. Please tell me what you're going to do if they say that you must have one thing or another to keep your job. What you going to say? I'm going to quit my job. Uh-huh. And where are you going to work if every job has to have the same thing? It's like this. Where you going to work legitimately and not fill out a form for Social Security and your taxes? Are you going to go into your job and tell them, I got 800 employees, I don't want to fill out my forms, and uh, can I still work here? They're going to tell you to get out the door. So imagine something else that they're going to require, and you know what I'm talking about, to work at the job. And you're going to quit, and you're going to say, I'm going to find something else to do. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go to find something else to do where the same requirement is not going to be there? See? Unless you are aloof enough and smart enough and, and chancy enough to start your own business. But most people aren't entrepreneurs. That's why they have courses in trying to be one. Don't you know this too? Most of these gurus out here that teach you self, all this uh, uh, coaching, life coaching and all this stuff. 
they know. Now watch this. They know that 99.9% of you are not going to do what they say. So you're going to need to come back and continue to pay them. They write the books and all the books say the same thing. And basically, in different words. And they know that 99% of you can buy the book, buy the course, go to the seminar, sit up there, pay all that money, and still not achieve what they achieve because guess what? They are achieving it off of you. And you don't have the drive to continue to push it. See, if you don't have the drive, no matter what information and knowledge that you have, if you don't have that thing called the eye of the tiger, it doesn't make a difference what you say and what you learn. You're limited by the way of your attitude. So if you don't have the attitude of a lion and have the attitude of a pigeon, which one do you think is going to be the killer? The lion sees the same thing. The pigeon sees the same thing. The lion moves in to kill. The pigeon flies away. The pigeon has the same information, but the pigeon's mindset, the pigeon's uh, wherewithal is not that he would do something of that nature. And all I'm saying is learn who you really are. And then you find yourself not wasting a whole bunch of money. It doesn't mean that you can't think. It doesn't mean that you can't do. But really, they already know that you're limited. And they prey on the fact that you're limited. I want to unleash your mind and tell you, you don't have to be limited, really. But you're going to have to work hard to get your mindset right. The Bible clearly tells us that we about a renewed mind. A mind that's let this mind be in you that's in Christ Jesus. Besides the religious stuff that we say, what did you what do you think? What kind of mind do you think that we have? So I just want to tell you guys, you know, I'm gonna do these segments. Please tell me. And if you this is a topic you want me to cover, uh, you can hit me on WhatsApp. Pastor Jay, or you can uh, put it in the comments and I'll cover it. But I want, you know, the people to say, tell me, let me know. You know, think about what I just said. I want you to be better thinkers. If you better be, if you become better thinkers, you'll definitely become better citizens, better husbands, wives, friends, sons and daughters, fathers and mothers. Therefore, you can really bring something to the conversation other than your emotional appeal and found the culture. Some of you have taken the pill, the wrong one, and you're just going along and you actually think you're in control of some things, but you're just going along with what the people say, they say, and you don't know who they is. It's amazing to me when people come to me with facts that they believe are facts and they can't tell me where they got it from. And really, it's been programmed into their head through social media and the media. They can't even tell me the reporter who said it, but they heard it. And since they heard it, it must be factual. I mean, you better check everything. The Bible tells us we need to examine everything. We need to check everything. And I'm telling you, for me, when I lay it upon scripture, then it becomes clear because then the light is shown on it. I'm gonna give you one last thing. You ask me, why does men do what they do? The Bible is replete. Man's heart in Jeremiah. Man's heart are deceitful, desperately wicked, deceitful above all things who can know it. And men prefer dark darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. And the reason they don't want to come into the light is because their deeds are so evil and they don't want to be exposed. Think about it. Now that I have that knowledge and have, and have thought about it, then I am not amazed why so-called good people do bad things. 
because the Bible also says there's none good, no, not one, and there's none good but God. So now I can relax and stop worrying about why and decide how I'm going to respond is the what I do next with what I know and how to respond to these things that's going on in the world. And I choose me and my house to serve the Lord and to walk by faith and not by sight. Please tell me what you think. Peace.